Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talking Smack podcast presented by the Griffcast here at Canisius College. We are one week into the college basketball season. Lots of storylines to talk about. So let's get to it. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Gorski. Here we go. So, like I said, we are one week into the college basketball season, and uh, we'll get started with Canisius, the school we are at. They started their season on Saturday with a 75-68 to loss to Brown. Uh, I watched uh, all of that game, actually. It was good to see Canisius getting a lot of the new guys in there. Um, the freshmen played some meaningful minutes. And I think what that game came down to, they lost by seven. However, they played even with Brown for a lot of the game. It was... The first handful of minutes of the second half, Brown went on an 18 nothing run in uh, the first about five minutes or so of the second half, and uh, that's what really yeah. did Canisius in. Yeah, I mean, I you you had the luxury to be able to watch the game. I did not, so I was just kind of looking at highlights, kind of looking at stats, stuff like that. And as you said, I mean, what was it, 31-29, something at halftime. Yeah. They come out in the second half, 18-17-0 run. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you can't win basketball games they, they, when you're giving up no. 18 to 17 no. runs at any point in the game, no matter yeah. whether you're leading, whether you're down. You know, that's just not a recipe for the success. They, they, so. they put up a good fight towards the end of the game. They got it down to as little as three at one point, but uh, it just wasn't enough for them to really make a run at it. Um, yeah. But like I said, it was really good to see a lot of the younger guys playing roles. I mean, Yako Fritz played meaningful minutes. Akram mm-hmm. Ahmed, Armand Harid. Uh, Majesty Brandon played some good time. Um, so it was nice to see, obviously, Malik Johnson played mm. a little bit. Um, oh, yeah, he, 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 did, he had a great game. He, he played really well. The Griffs were without Jordan Henderson on Saturday, who he um, is currently battling a meniscus injury, should be back soon. Um, so they were without him. Uh, I don't know whether they'll be with or without him on Wednesday when they play Albany. Mm-hmm. But... When he comes back into the lineup, it'll obviously be make this team even better. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think all, this Albany game should be a an interesting test. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I mean, not to say that you know, I mean, I'd, I'd say Brown and Albany. I mean, I'd probably give the upper hand to Brown there, yes, just uh, because absolutely. obviously I, Ivy League. You know what I mean? I think that's you know a, a tougher league. It is. Uh, with that yeah. being said, but I think that uh, Albany should be a little bit more of an even matchup for the Griffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think they played Brown. Pretty well, all things yeah. considered. I mean, yeah. bearing that bearing that eighteen zero run, I thought they yeah. played them pretty well. So, uh, it was I think, even most of the yeah, game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think if they can come out, um, just put on a good showing Wednesday night. Uh, you know, if they get the win, they get the win. Obviously, that's yeah. extremely good for them. You know what yeah. I mean? It's always good to pick up the first one of the season. Obviously, so, um, you know, I guess I guess that's one of those things. You just got to wait and see what happens. You the know non- what I mean? Their non conference schedule is extremely tough. Yeah, I mean, just for they're they're not playing a lot of high major teams. They're really only playing one in uh, Pittsburgh, right? But I mean, they they have a lot of tough games. They play Bucknell, they play Bonaventure, they play Mercer. They might have Holy Cross twice. Mm-hmm. Um, they already guaranteed to have them once. They have FAU. They have Buffalo. Obviously, um, it's just a really tough schedule for them. I mean, no, cre- credit to them for challenging themselves in non-conference, mm-hmm. but. It, it, I think it'll be a tough road for them to, you know, grab some wins. In, yeah, in I'd, I'd have play. to imagine. So, yeah. uh, speaking of strong non-conference schedules in the MAC, I was, uh, I was, you know, I was taking a glance, seeing what was going on, you know, with, with uh, other teams around the conference, and I happened to come across Monmouth. They are 
in in their next three games, non-conference, at Kansas State, true road game, at Kansas, at Allen, Allen Fieldhouse, true road game, and then at Pittsburgh in back-to-back-to-back games. So you want to you wanna put on yeah, a, yeah. a test for a, a mid-major team. You play at three extremely tough environments, three good teams, you know, talented yeah. uh, Power Five teams. I right. Mean, I mean, King that's Rice a test is, right there. King Rice has always been a guy to challenge that Monmouth team. Yeah. And uh, he creates a lot of opportunities for them to get better. And I think that's usually why they have a lot of success in conference play because the level at which they challenge themselves mm-hmm. in the non-conference. And I think that's a good thing, especially for mid-major teams too. Oh yeah, because absolutely. it makes you better playing better competition. And yeah. Creates. To, yeah. Okay, we have to. We can't get blown out by a hundred right. on this team. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So and I mean, hey, I mean that Kansas team, they look shaky in the Champions they did, Classic. They, did. they, they look, look very shaky. shaky. You know what yeah, I mean? I but, uh, I don't imagine they pull it out, but certainly could potentially give them a bit of a game, give them yeah. a bit of a scare. Yeah. So we'll so, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, so going back to other Mac teams, Iona kept it close with LaSalle on Saturday, mm-hmm. seventy to sixty four in overtime. Actually, they didn't score in overtime. They, <laughs> they went the entire five minutes. It was tied at sixty four going into OT. It was seventy to sixty four was the final. Uh, Taiwan Ag had a really good game: yeah. twenty one points, nine rebounds, five blocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you, you never see that. No, now. you don't. You, um, you rarely ever do. They, they definitely could, they could have beaten that team, that LaSalle team, that who does struggle a little bit. Um, EJ Crawford. He could have played a little better. He had he shot five for seventeen and one for eight mm. uh, shooting, which is not a recipe for success. Not usually what you want. <laughs> um, yeah, needless to say. Yeah, an- another team that played a power five team was Sienna or a power six seven team, whatever yeah. you want to call it, was uh, Sienna. They yeah. lost to Xavier on that was that game was on Friday, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you what. I have watched. I watched the first half of their game yeah. against American. That was on a Tuesday night. Elijah Burns and Jalen Pickett. That is quite the one-two. Oh punch. my god! Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all knew that Jalen Pickett was going to come out and probably be one of, if not the best players in the match. Right. I think that was, you know, a, a common thought, common belief heading into this season. Um, I mean, I, last I saw, I think he's averaging 20 points per game, um, you know, which is obviously, you know, that's yeah. good. That, yeah. That's what you want from your star player. But, you know, Elijah Burns, he's really stepping up. As you said, he's playing quality minutes, put, uh, putting up good points. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, he's doing it in somewhat limited minutes, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had 19 points in 24 minutes against American wow. and then 19 and 25 against Xavier. Right. That's so. That's, <laughs> that's quality stuff right I mean, there. That, he, I mean, you, you yeah. can't ask for much more. You no, know what you I mean? Because really last week we were talking about it, we said you know the offense is probably going to run through Jalen Pickett. Right. You know what I mean? But if you can get another guy to take some of the attention away from him, you know, you got a guy who Pickett can yeah. get the ball to the top of the key, drive, and then kick to, who right. is consistently making shots. Then, you know what I mean? I think that certainly adds another threat, another uh, another powerful aspect of that uh, Sienna team that. You know, maybe people did not expect to see right. earlier in the preseason, and you know, right. even before the season even started. So. I, I still think it's crazy that there there was a coach who did not put Jalen Pickett on. The first team <laughs> I, I think that's that is. I think that's ridiculous. That is, that is very but, ridiculous. Um, I mean, Sienna is. They're going to be a really solid team. I think they make a deep run. I don't know if they make it to the tournament this year. Yeah, but I could see. I mean, Elijah Burns is a senior. Obviously, he's a grad transfer over there from Notre Dame, which yep. we talked yep, about yep, last yep, week. Yep. Um, so this is their one chance with him, uh-huh. really. And, yeah. Um, 
I think they, they got an interesting matchup against St. Bonaventure tonight. They do. I think because yeah. St. Bonaventure has not looked good no, at all. They, they, they have not. They lost to uh, Ohio. Yep. And they lost to someone else. Mm-hmm. It was someone. Uh, let's see. I, I forget who. I, I know they lost to Ohio on opening night. Yes, they did. It they did. Was. They did lose to Ohio. I do remember. I remember seeing that, and that when I first saw that, I was surprised because yeah. you know a lot of people were like, you know, St. Bon, hey, they could be a sleeper team this year. You know yeah. what I mean? They lost Obviously to, it's a, Vermont. They Vermont. Lost to Vermont. On Vermont. Vermont. Both of those games were at home too, which is even more Saint surprising. St. Bonaventure is one of those teams that they're just so much better at home. Than oh they are yeah, on the road. I mean they pride themselves and on their their atmosphere, their right, home court. I right. mean they got some pretty rowdy fans down there. You know yeah. so. That is it. Not only are, like if you're losing a conference game there, you know what I mean. It is what it is. You know what I mean. You're playing yeah, in the A10. Yeah. That's you know some good there, teams. There's quality but teams in the A10. You're losing to teams to you know what I mean. Like Ohio, I don't think they're expected to compete in the MAC this year. You know what I mean. No, I'm sure no. they're. I, I believe they're like a mid mid table mid pack team. Yeah. Yeah. But you know a mid pack team in the mid American should not be beating a team in the A10 that considers themselves to be top tier. Yeah, exactly. That that can't be happening. And I mean Vermont obviously v- they Vermont, were good last I, I year. I think Vermont's a bit a, a bit forgivable cuz Vermont's yeah. one of the best mid-major teams yes. not, not just in the Northeast but in the yes. entire country. Absolutely. And I think Vermont's goal this year is to win an NCAA tournament game. Mhm. No, and, yeah, I would yeah. have to assume so. I mean Vermont they've consistently over the past couple of years and this year too been one of, if not the best, or one of one of the best major teams right. in the country, right? And you know, and uh, obviously they've gotten tough draws in the tournament. I think they had Purdue last year, if I remember correctly. Purdue, no, Vermont had Florida State. Florida State last year. Game, actually. Yes. Okay, so that yes. Purdue must have been two years ago then. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, they've they've had tough draws, so you know, yeah. I, I think they've certainly proven that they can hang with those teams. But it's just gonna yeah. be a matter of you know saying, okay, we have this matchup, we know what we're going to do, we know yeah. what we have to do, and we're going to win it. Uh, that aside, though, uh, you know, I think that this, this Bonaventure-Siena game should be an interesting one to watch. Yes, I think, I, um, I think it definitely because will be. Because it, it's storylines for both teams, you know what I mean? I mean, if Siena can manage to beat St. Bonaventure, Bonaventure, that's a quality win over it's a, really a, quality win you know, a Power 5 team yeah. or Power 6, whatever, Power 5. Um, you know, that's an A-10 team that yeah. is expected to compete. Or, and from St. Bonaventure's perspective, you got to look at this it as your, your own two. You got to bounce back. Yeah. You know what I mean? You cannot you cannot lose three straight to mid-major teams when you're expected to compete in the A10. Right. Like that that completely dismisses your case as an at-large bid if you're losing Absolutely. three mid losing Absolutely. three mid-major teams. And even I'm actually seeing St. Bonaventure Bonaventure twice within the next 2 weeks. Because mm-hmm. um, I'll be at their game Saturday against Rutgers. Oh yes, yes, you are Toronto. going. Yeah, you're going to the Naismith Classic. Yes, That's I am. Exciting. Yeah, so I'll be talking about that next week a little bit, and then they play Canisius they in do. two week or uh, two Saturdays yeah, big from four now. It's on the 23rd at uh, KeyBank Center. Yep, that'll be a really really good game. I think. I it, think it, so too. I was talking to Malik Johnson uh, about a week ago, and he said that whenever you get a chance to go there and play Bonaventure or even even whoever, not just Bonaventure, yeah. it's always something special. Because right. So he's a senior this year. Canisius played UB there when he was a freshman. So that was mm-hmm. four years ago. And uh, they beat UB in that game in right. overtime. And he said, like, that was probably one of the best atmospheres he ever played in. Right, of was, course. Uh, yeah, I, I, obviously you can yeah. imagine. And I mean, obviously, you know, they had the opportunity to play UB last year when they had their – 
you know, incredible season. They right, won, they were, won they a were, tournament game when they, you know, top 25 team consistently through the year. I think they were like 14th in the country. And they yeah. Came, and then they came to Kesswork. Exactly. Right exactly. Game. Which is just mind-boggling. Yeah. I, I can't I remember reading something about that last year. I can't remember when it was the last time Kanisha's hosted a ranked team. But, you know, it certainly ago. was certainly a long time ago. So, I mean, that's another game where it's like, you know, it's it's, it's got to be a fun opportunity to play a team who's a top 25 team in the country. Yeah. And not only just play them, but you're playing them in your own building, you right. know, in your own gym, which is – you know, it had to be special for him as well. But I'm yes, sure it as was. you as you said, I can, I'm sure playing at Key Bank Center is going to be special for yes. that team, special for him to you know seeing that's his his is his last year. So yep. Uh, you know, I uh, another Mac game. Well, not necessarily a game that I was you know necessarily proud of or ha- happy to see, but you know Niagara struggled Niagara's, against Rutgers. Yes, absolutely uh, struggled. Going back to Rutgers, eighty six to thirty nine yeah. was the final score of that game. Niagara that was tough. Uh, 0-2 to start the year. They lost to Drexel as well. Yes. Um, I mean, that's... I, I mean, this this team has a lot of... Grow, is going to have a lot of growing pains. Yeah. And, you know, having Pat Beeline resign two weeks before the season certainly does not help. No, <laughs> not um, at all. So, I mean, I, I think they're going to struggle this year. Um, they, they did officially name Greg Paulus as the interim... Or not the interim a permanent head yes. coach he signed i believe it was a three-year deal mm-hmm. um, i think that's good i think that's good for yeah, did, just to did. have some continuity there yeah. you know what i mean you, yeah just so that way you're not having this guy coach and then it's like oh you, you know, know what i mean yeah he was know. just interim you know yeah. what i mean he, he was just kind of a stepping stone yeah. you know it's good to get him familiar with the guys get him a chance to really recruit right. his own guys so right. i think that's a I, I, you know you can't dispute that move you know no, what i mean i no. think that, i think it's, you can at all i think that's the best the best yeah. decision that they made and right can't can't yeah can't blame him for it so some other Mac coaching news. Uh, St. Peter's coach Shaheen Holloway uh, over the weekend was suspended for four games for uh, transfer tampering violations when he was at Seton Hall. Mm. That involved uh, Torian Thompson, Kevin Willard, Seton Hall's coach, was also suspended for a couple games for that. Hmm. Um, so he sat out their exhibition game last week and will sit and will sit out tomorrow against Bryant, their game on Saturday against Providence, mm-hmm. and their game in a week against Wagner. Hmm. I mean, Providence, I, I mean, even if he was there, I don't imagine that no, they expected no. to win that game. Um, you know, Brian, I think, you know, maybe. I mean, I'm sure they can certainly give him a game. I'm sure that's they're probably thinking winnable. Brian, Brian's I would have had to, a couple good games. Yeah. Like, you know, I was talking I think that would certainly be a quality win for them if they can pull it yeah, off. Yeah, I think, well, what's crazy about uh, Brian's basketball schedule so far, they've played, uh, oh, they've played three games now. Um but their first two games, they lost to Brown and they lost to Rutgers. The final score of those games were both seventy-three to seventy-one. They lost hmm. by two points by the same score in their first two games of the year. They finally did pick up a win on Sunday. They beat Cornell eighty-two mm. to eighty-one. Well, but, regardless, uh, that's three close games right there. It is. I, I, <laughs> I think uh, their their head coach is Jared Grasso, who used to be an assistant at Iona, mm. and um, I think he's going to be a MAC coach someday. I, I think he he has some familiarity with it. Obviously, the yeah. MAC is a step up from the NEC, so I, I, I can think, see that for sure. I think he will definitely end up as a MAC coach. Mm-hmm. Ryder is also uh, you know transitioning. Ryder two and zero wins over Coppin State and Delaware State. They've looked really good. They have they, they very have a very good. good offense. They got a big test uh, on the seventeenth coming up here at Arizona State. Bobby Hurley. Yep. Uh, I don't think I don't think Arizona State is expected to really be. A super competitive team in the Pac-10 this year. Yeah, Pac-12. Or Pac-12. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, it's 2006. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I don't think they're really expected to be that 
you know, like a top dog in the in the Pac-12. But regardless, again, yeah. that's that's a situation where it's a Power Five team. Yeah. You know what I mean? You it's a step up from any team you're playing in conference. So right. it's a good test. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for a team expected to compete and be a top two, top three team in the MAC, I think I, I you think, can't. Yeah. I think it'll be a great test for them. Yeah. I'm very curious to see how that game kind of plays out. I agree with that. Um, just to run through some other results, Fairfield lost to Bucknell on Tuesday, and they lost to UMass on Saturday, 62-60. to mm-hmm. So they're off to an 0-2 start. Yes. Monmouth is 1-1. Like you said, Marist picked up a win on Friday against VMI. That's a good win. 8 to 56. Can't, I mean, a, a, a hey, a we nice were kind of talking bad about Maris too last week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can't, hey, yeah. 1-0. Win's yeah, I a mean, win. Yeah, a win is a win. You know, they had to travel down to Virginia for that game, and... You know, it's a trek for John Dunn's squad, but uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Kind of going back, you said uh, with Bucknell. I think Bucknell is a team that plays a lot of MAC teams, if I'm not mistaken. They do. Bucknell plays Canisius on Saturday. Yes, they okay. They beat Fairfield. They had they're at Canisius on the 16th. They are at Ryder on the uh, 3rd of December. At Siena on the 21st of December. So that is four half the MAC. Right, that's four MAC teams that. You know, kind of entering conference play, you know, I, it's always tough, you know what I mean, with, you know, common opponents, you know what I mean, because yeah, I mean, it's matchups, it's a, it's a lot lot plays into that. Yeah. But regardless, I mean, that's that's a team you can kind of look to as a measuring stick for some MAC teams heading into Absolutely. conference play, you know Absolutely. what I mean? I mean, they 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 did take down Fairfield, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Canisius, see what happens with Ryder and Siena later in December, so, um, you know, that's... I think Hofstra is another one. I'm not sure. I think they play two MAC teams with the potential of Canisius as well. Okay. Yeah, I, in I, I, the Boca Raton Classic, right? I believe. Not, right. I forget. I forget I who they right do there. play. I yeah, I forget who they do play uh, besides Canisius, but um, I'm pretty sure that they have yeah, some common MAC I'm opponents. I'm not 100 percent sure off the top of my head, but I can. Yeah, I can take a look here. Uh, well, I know they they play potentially Canisius and Boca Raton. Yeah, obviously. Uh, let's see. I think I got it right um, here. They played um, Manhattan. They play Manhattan at home on December twenty second. They played Monmouth on Saturday. Yes, and they yes beat Monmouth on Saturday. So Monmouth, Manhattan, and then potentially Canisius Boca Raton. Yes, there you go. Okay, and they, okay. They played, as, they, as, as I'm just scrolling through here, I see you know obviously they, they play Northeastern they, eventually. They, they play a lot of common. Yeah. You know, opponents yeah. All, like the, the CAA Patriot yeah. League. Having seen Northeastern NEC, on their the schedule. Mac. I have to give a shout out to Jordan Rolan. My God, forty and a half points. True, the kid's averaging forty and a half points through two True. games. That's obviously that. That's just you know, shout out Jordan. Yeah, and I know. Of course, I know you're listening, Jordan. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. You know that that that's incredible. I yeah, mean, I, I don't care who you're playing. Forty points, forty and a half points over two games is ridiculous. That, that's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. My um, God. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing else to yeah, say. That yeah. is just ridiculous. Right, right. Um. Yeah. So going back to that Manhattan. Quinnipiac and St. Peter's have yet to play yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder why that is. I wonder it, why it's it, just yeah, it's just how it works yeah. with a lot of teams. You know, Canisius last year, out of all the 353 Division One schools last year, Canisius was the very last one to start their schedule <laughs> out of all of them last. <laughs> That's year. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I, I didn't know that until until it happened. Yeah. I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, oh, okay. That's pretty. I was like, I, I feel like. You know, the season started two weeks ago, but yet Canisius <laughs> has not played a game yet. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I never really uh, – Yeah. I mean, having thought back to it, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But, like, in the moment when I was – you know, when that was going on, I didn't even – didn't even come to my mind. Right. But that's pretty uh, yeah. That's pretty crazy. It, it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's a little something to 
makes you unique, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's. Uh, Guess we can trans- kind of yeah, transition, transition to, a little bit into to, the, to the national. Uh, all right. Well, for, well, I do want to. I do want to bring this up. You know, as a as as the most recent game right. of note to happen last night, Winthrop over St. Mary's. True. That was a big. That, that, was, that, that was a big. surprising that was upset. Big. I did not I, expect I that I didn't whatsoever expect it to happen. I, the one game I watched last night was uh, DePaul and Iowa, and DePaul looks really good. <laughs> is they're, this the year they put it together? Now. They're four and zero oh now. Is this the year they finally put it together? It, it might get back be. to relevancy. I mean, the, the Big East is strong this year, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm a big believer in the Big East. Oh yeah. Um, I mean but, Georgetown. Uh, I think they certainly could potentially make some noise. I believe they, I believe they did lose a game. I forget who who too, but. but uh, you know, I think I think there's certainly potential there. I, I I'm in agree agreement yeah. with you there on the Big East. But um, obviously Villanova and Seton Hall are really strong. Uh, but I feel like Butler might be strong this year. St. John's mm-hmm. potentially. Um, so we'll have to see with that. You, you know what conference has been getting uh, some hate recently? It's the ACC, <laughs> specifically from Jim Beheim. Yes, yes, um, the so grandfather I, of the ACC. <laughs> so after. Uh, their game against Virginia on Tuesday night where they scored a grand total of 34 points. <laughs> Jim Beheim said in the press conference, you never want to play these league games early. It's stupid. It's just a money grab. I mean, <laughs> he, I you're like not Jim Beheim wrong. just hates the ACC. <laughs> I honestly. mean, yes. I, I, I would have to agree with you there. I mean, th- this is my whole deal with those early ACC games. I kind of talked to you about it last week. Like, Yes, it is a money grab. Yes. yes, I think it is kind of dumb that you're playing meaningful conference games this early in, in the year. I mean, it's really yeah. your some teams' first game of the year. It, it was for both yeah. Syracuse and Virginia. Exactly. I mean, it, yeah, I yeah, I do believe that that is dumb. But on one hand, if you win that game, you know, I feel like I feel like it's the losing teams that have been the ones to really complain about it. Right. You know what I mean? Like you have to yeah, consider he that. He did acknowledge if you know, he said if we had won. It's probably I could a different still say story, this and it's not a big deal. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that you know, on one hand, you know, it's certainly you're at a disadvantage playing a conference game that early, of course. But right. on the other hand, I do think that you have to you have to look at the big picture and say both these teams. You know what I mean? Both teams have to deal with this. You right. know what I mean? It's right. it's not like one team has to deal home with it. too. It's not like this game was yeah, in Virginia. Yeah, exactly. They didn't have to, they, exactly. They didn't have to move. Right. <laughs> they literally just had to walk to their walk to the carrier right. dome. Right. Um. But I mean, either way, I don't think Syracuse is going to be elite Carmelo Anthony no, Syracuse no, this year. Close. I don't think they're going to reach anywhere near that. I think they could maybe slip in as a tournament team, but I don't yeah. see. You know what I mean? I'm not shocked that yeah. Syracuse lost that game. You know, Virginia obviously has that that uh, that reputation of yeah. being a strong defensive team and just winning with under 50 points before, right. in the past. Right. Um. I mean, 34 is 34 shockingly is, low. Yeah, that's. But, that, game, that game was awful. Yeah, that was not a good that game. That was really bad. But, <laughs> oh, I mean, Jim, Jim Beheim just hates the ACC. Yeah. He hate, Well, he criticized Syracuse, like, immediate, immediately after they joined. It's like, oh, yeah. they just did it for football. <laughs> no one cares about basketball. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, you're not wrong, probably. He complained about the conference tournament being in Greensboro, which was the mm-hmm. longtime home of it. And yeah. I'll tell you what, Syracuse is, uh, since they joined the ACC in the conference tournament, they have a record of 2-5. and five. That's not very good. Uh, so their their first year in it was 2014. Not they, very they good. They were banned in 2015. They had that postseason ban for yes. that one year. Yes. They they've won two conference tournament games. 
in that that's uh, that is not very good since they've been there it's so, not uh, very good no it's not good at all shout out to joe gerard though honestly shout honestly. out to joe gerard uh yeah he he played well he did he, yeah he did play well yeah shout out, you know that. shout out a new york state native but uh player of the month or month of the year for new york state yeah uh, the player of the freaking decade yeah honestly that's the truth out there. I mean, we actually never really, because the day of our recording was the day the Champions Classic actually took place. So right. we really did not have a chance to talk about that. No. So uh, I would just like to say, number one, Tyrese Max is a Unreal. darn good basketball Unreal. player. Unreal. He put yes. on a show for Kentucky. And then he hit that dagger three with mm-hmm. about a minute left. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that went in. I know. that, but, was, uh, he, that he, was He was off the bench, too. He scored, I think, yes. it was 26 points. Yes. He was, was crazy. fantastic. He really was. I mean, and not to mention, that's just a good win for Kentucky. I mean, Michigan State was the almost unanimous yeah. number one team right, in the country right. entering entering the season. Yeah. So for them to come out and, you know, sure, it's a neutral side, sure, it's the first game of the year, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But regardless, I mean, you're beaten on paper the number one team in the country. Right. You know, so obviously... And they, Kentucky is the new number one yes, now. Yes, of course. And rightfully so, of course. Right. Uh, um, absolutely. You know, I, I you can't, you can't, you know, debate that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I think, you know, once, once you get later in the year and it comes to, you know, March Madness time and, you know, seating selection and all that, this is, that's a win you're going to look back on and right. say, well, hey, they did well, beat they did Michigan this. State. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then in the other game... Kansas, what you doing, baby? Yeah, My God. That, that was not a good performance. Duke didn't play much yeah, better. Yeah, no. They, but, to be fair, they did yeah. not play much better. But, I mean, tw- what was 25, 26 turnovers from Kansas? Something like that. It My, was ridiculous. I, you, you can't. Oh my gosh! Sure, it's the yeah, first I mean, game. You got to get the jitters out of the way or whatever. But, but come on, you, man. you got when you're playing Duke in, in I know. the Madison Square Garden, you got to come ready. To you play. do. I don't care. Where I know. You know the crazy thing is, like you said, Duke didn't play much better. They only won no, the game by two points. They won by two. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's just so. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I thought Trey Jones looked pretty good. good. I mean, you he know, good for yeah. for him being probably one of probably going to be one of, if not the guy at Duke. Right. You know what I mean? He's going to be running the point. He's experienced. Uh, yeah. I thought I thought he looked well. I thought uh, uh, Kansas is big man. Uh, what name is slipping my mind? Um, Azubuke. Yes, Azubuke. Thank you. Uh, I thought he. I thought he looked. He he did have a few traveling turnovers, but yeah. I mean, you know that that, that kind of comes with the territory. Yeah. Being a big man, being you know what I mean, they're not the most coordinator down there. You know, I, I think I think he'll find his game. I think he's too big of an asset, too powerful of a force yeah. Yeah. to continuous continually turn the ball over and you know that all that. I, yeah. I, I think he'll 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 find his game. He'll be fine. Yeah. I think he's going to be one of the best players in the country this yeah. year. I'm very high on him. Um. So yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, he'll do very well. Uh, there are two more topics I'd like to hit before we're done. Uh, we'll start out. Since you mentioned, mentioned Michigan State, uh, let's talk about Michigan State. Uh, Cassius Winston on uh, Saturday night, his uh, brother tragically passed away at mm. the age of 19. Uh, he goes out on Sunday and has just about probably the best game you could play at 17 yeah. points, 11 assists, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not even 24 hours after in a 100-47 win against Binghamton yep. on Sunday night. I mean, that's just – it's 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 always tough losing somebody, but losing Obviously, somebody yeah. like that that you're that close to, and right. then not only losing somebody like that, like I don't even know if I could function. To be oh, able yeah. to go out the yeah. following day and play in a basketball game right. in – 
you know, on the one of the top teams in the country with the yeah. whole world watching you. Yeah. Like that is it takes the, the amount of mental fortitude oh, and emotional yeah. strength that takes yeah. is just unbelievable. Um, and I know you tweeted about it yeah. right before the game. They had that moment of silence. Oh, my God. I literally – I got goosebumps watching that. That, that was the quietest I have ever seen in the arena for the That was literally – like, I literally seeing, was – I put my phone up to my ear, like – And you couldn't hear you, anything. You could hear a pin drop. Yeah. It was and, uh, unreal. Seeing, I literally – I like getting, I get goosebumps just talking yeah, about it. I mean, like, seeing, it was unreal. Seeing Tom Izzo and – on the verge of tears on yeah. the sidelines. Yeah, right before and then there were there were some pictures, you know, before the game, before of, you know, game, Winston yeah. on the bench with, being with, with his other brother yes. and Tum Tum Nairn, who's an assistant coach yeah. there now. And yeah, I it mean, was, it's 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 terrible. It really is terrible. Yeah, I certainly wish him and his family, as well as the Michigan State you uh, yeah, know, family, the best, um, and Albion as well, where he where he attended. Right. Um, and um, Cassius Winston over the night, uh, overnight Sunday into Monday, he posted a very heartfelt Instagram post. Mm-hmm. If you have not seen that, you should. Yeah, you should definitely go read that. Um, but It's very, very touching. Yeah, and you can uh, get a sense of what did happen. Yeah, um, absolutely. Unfortunately. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this kind of stuff happens. It puts a lot of stuff in perspective. It does. You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you, you know, I, I you, you don't wish that on anybody. And, no, you know, no. for, for him to be one of the, you know, one of, if not the, pick to win the wooden award this year right uh you know and for him to happen to him you know obviously he's going to get a lot more attention for it yeah. considering he's a big name within yeah. college basketball and you know I, I thought he couldn't have dealt with it you know any better right you know what i mean right. I, you know a lot of guys would you know probably i mean i can't imagine he loved having all the attention when oh, he was trying sure. to warn but I'm sure you yeah. know i thought he handled it with grace i thought he handled yeah. it like I said, as, be- as best as anyone yeah. could. And with, yeah. the, with the message on Instagram, I thought it was very touching. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, so. I mean, that's about it on that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you want to move past that as, you know, a program, but it's tough to yeah be able to do something yeah. like that. Um, so transitioning, one more thing. Uh, James Wiseman, Penny Hardaway. We all know what happened there Friday night. He yes. was... Uh, ruled ineligible then he was immediately declared eligible um for so basically what happened was james wiseman is from memphis obviously as a lot of our listeners know Mm -hmm. um he moved to memphis during while he was in high school and penny hardaway paid for him and his mother at least helped them move to memphis Mm -hmm. And and the ncaa saw him as a booster of the program at the time um, so they, they hit him for that. And Penny Hardaway is basically, he's decided that James Wiseman is playing. Yeah. Whether they, they might, I, I feel like they're going to end up getting wins vacated. Yeah. But I, they, they, they certainly could. Yeah. I mean, I certainly yeah. imagine, I mean, that has to be in the back of their mind. Oh, I'm sure. You know is. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's. Penny Hardaway could end up losing his job over this. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot of consequences that could yeah. we're, potentially come down. We were just talking down. about how high we were on him I know, week. literally. And, I, and then all of this just, I know. You know. I mean, his first game comes out, puts up, what, 25, 26, something like that, and yeah. 10, 11 rebounds. I mean, yeah. the, he looked fantastic. Right. You know what I mean? He looked like the number one recruit in the country. Yeah. And then for this to come out and for this all to happen, you know, it's 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 crazy. It, it is. really yeah. is crazy. I mean, I – it sucks because on one hand, rules are rules. It is right. what it is. But on the other hand, like you just let the kid play. Right. I mean, it's it 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 just gets to the point where it's ridiculous. I mean, the NCAA had this whole thing about how 
you know, they're going to come out with the name, images, and likenesses. And, right. you know, after all the, the potential laws from the, you know, the state government, I mean, California, I know, was one of them. Yep. Um, but, you know, yes, yes, this is a different topic, but, I mean, a lot of people wanted to see this kid play. Right. And, I mean, I'm sure he wanted to play for sure his hometown and, and school it, and this, for, yeah. you know, for Penny, of course, who brought him in. Um, the, the NCAA had a bad day on Friday in general. Yeah, Because uh, the, fo- the football, Chase Young, came yes. out. Yes. It was – Yes, uh, that was even more that ridiculous. That was even more. So what, what had happened there, if anyone doesn't know? So Ohio State played in the Rose Bowl last year, mm-hmm. and a family friend paid – Gave Chase like let Chase Young borrow money so he could pay for his girlfriend to yeah. fly out to the Rose Bowl and and go watch the game and whatnot. Chase Young paid the family friend back. Yes, he did. And uh, the NCAA still paid for that, uh, which that is extremely nitpicky. It is but. extremely nitpicky. Like he, you, you gotta like that. That just that that infuriated me so much yeah, because I was just like, really, like he still paid them. He back, paid too. them back. He just wanted to fly his girlfriend out to watch him play. Like, yeah. what is so yeah, I, I don't malicious wrong about that. that? There's nothing malicious about it. No. It's, 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 it's a joke. No, like, to me, that it's a joke. Not. Oh, man. All right. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know if you have anything else to say, but I, I, I would like to give a couple shout-outs here. Go, before, go for it. Before we end here. Yep. First shout-out, Cole Anthony. Yes. The kid can hoop. Ooh, My God, the kid can, can hoop. He can. He, I mean, what was it, 26? I want to say 26, 10, 11 rebounds in their first game uh, against Notre Dame. I think he I think had, I want to um, say 26 and 11. Um, I mean, he 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 looked like one of the best rebounding guards in the country. I mean, he he, he was all he over the floor, hitting big shot after big shot. You know, I, I think I saw uh, he, had, he had 37 again or not. 34 against Notre Dame and 34. 20 against uh, UNCW. Yes, yes, my bad. Yeah, he, he, had the, he had the same amount of points by himself than Syracuse did. Yeah, that, is a, that is a fact. Yeah, he, he put on a show. He was incredible. He I thought, you know, when I when I first, when I was watching that game, you know, I I'd certainly certainly heard the name before, certainly heard that yeah. there was a lot of hype about him. Yeah. I wasn't really sure what to expect, but yeah. whatever I thought I expected, he certainly surpassed it. Yes. I mean, he was fantastic. Yes. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he, he did really. You know, really I, I actually I saw a tweet earlier and it was uh it mentioned something along the lines of, you know, who's who who's gonna be this year's Zion Williamson yeah. in terms of it media very, coverage in ESPN. Well Cole my prediction, I it is going to be Cole Anthony. It's either gonna be him or Tyrese Maxey. Yes. It would be my be my prediction yes. there. I think it's just gonna be I, my guess though is is, is Cole Anthony. Yeah. I think he he's the complete package and obviously yes, going to could. North Carolina yeah. Blue Blood School. Right. I think he'll certainly get the the, the attention there. And my second shout out Colorado Buffaloes, baby, my sleeper they team did. last week. They cracked the top twenty-five. They did big win over Arizona State, ten-point win. You know, I, like I said, I, I firmly believe that this team will make noise this year. Twenty-fifth in the country. Because, because Keep it the up, Pac-12 baby. Twelve is just so, just so weak. It is. It is. And <laughs> Telling you right now, man. Don't sleep on my Buffaloes. They'll win some games too. They're going to win some non the more non conference games. They, they play San sure Diego will. on Saturday. UC Irvine on Monday. UC Irvine will be a good test. I mean, they they have yes. they went to the tournament last year. They did. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting. Uh, yes, they, um, that is see. interesting. I mean, having just having glanced at their schedule, I mean, you know, you got UC Irvine. Um, we got Wyoming, Sacramento State. Yes, Marymount. If I'm not mistaken, yes, they do have they, they a do. true road game at Kansas, yes. December seventh. Yes. Now that is a game I will absolutely be tuning in for. Yes, because Agreed. you know, 
obviously, like I've said before, I'm very high on this team. I believe yeah. that they can make a lot of noise this year with the the experience they bring back and the talent that they bring back. I mean, like I said, like we said last week, they bring back ninety percent of their ninety five percent of their minutes from last season's team. So yeah, I'm ve- I'm very curious. I, you know, I'm I'm adopting I'm adopting the Buffaloes as one of my teams this year. So all right. You know, very yeah. high on them. Yeah, I, I am too, honestly. They, they, they finally get to the top 25. I can't even remember the last time Colorado was in the top 25. Me neither, like, to be honest even with you. in total. Yeah, that's a so, great question. Um, I have no clue. Yeah, they have some games coming up, and it'll be interesting to see what they do yep. in the next couple weeks. I could not agree more. So we're just about out of time here uh, for the Talking Smack podcast, episode two. Hope you tune in next week. We'll be talking about more. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Gorski. Good night.